Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dominic here with Street Talk Theology. I want to say hello to all our street talkers this morning, hoping you are taking your sound theology and bringing it to the streets. Give me a shout out. Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail. Um, it will be my honor to interact with you concerning any theological issue uh, or any current event that's happening in our world that we can line up, obviously, with the Word of God. Well, listen, um, we're taking our show abroad again. I'm on Zoom with my two wonderful brothers from India. Uh, as mentioned, Pastor Michael Teddy, Ashuk Mohan from Redemption Hill Church in Southern India. Welcome, brothers. What's happening? It's good to be back for sure. <laughs> oh, you kidding? This is great. You know, we we probably did a whole show just uh, just before we started the show. You know, we were talking and stuff. <laughs> we we're going over some of the questions. But uh, I was telling uh, Pastor Michael and Ashuka uh, a little bit of a story. I called my wife before I was doing this show, and she was listening to Cross Purpose, and she really didn't want to be interrupted. So, so you might be saying, "Well, what's Cross Purpose?" and um, so I'm going to ask uh, Pastor Michael or Ashuk to tell us what Cross Purpose is, the podcast. And since my wife can listen to it, uh, can we listen to it too, uh, Pastor Michael and Ashuk? Oh, yes. Uh, the, the Cross Purpose is basically uh, something that came out of just three brothers in Christ coming together. So we have Ashok and myself and we uh, have a friend named Benji and it's just you know three brothers in Christ who've spent a lot of time together. So we've been, we've known each other for years. We've been fellowship, you know, fellowshipping for years. We've, even when the church was planted and things like that, God has really used our friendship to help a lot of people around us. And so uh, essentially it's just a platform where the three of us fellowship in public. So we just uh, uh, pick different topics that are of uh, concern to the church, concern to Christians, uh, topics relevant to culture. And so we just talk about these things. We talk about the gospel. And so the idea is to put out as many gospel-centered discussions, resources, topics uh, out there. And all three of us happen to be software engineers. So uh, technology is our uh, area. So, so we, we, we love to dive into it and use it and use social media and things like that. To just put the gospel out, especially in our city and uh, in our country. Ashuk, I don't know how you guys are hang out with me because I know nothing about software. <laughs> I know I don't I'm, I'm I don't know, Ashuk. Um, I was uh, I was also my wife was telling me about she goes, you got to say Ashuk's name right. You're not saying it right. I <laughs> says, Rach, man, uh, this is OK. Yes, ma'am. Uh, Ashuk, am I saying Ashuk right or so, uh, it's uh, much more closer to the uh, tree oak. And uh, so it, uh, it it's more Ashok, of Ashok. Is it? <laughs> uh, it's Ashok. Uh, so it, 
yeah it might it may it might be hard for you i am not sure if uh, you have the right syllables in english uh, <laughs> right so my uh, american friends have been having this struggle for years now they haven't still got, they still haven't got it right so i wonder if by the end of this uh, uh, podcast episode you might get it yeah uh, it might, you know you know what italians say i don't care what you call me just don't call me late to dinner right <laughs> um yeah you know uh, in the pre-show and uh, we were talking about um uh, an interesting text i think i'm going to get right to it uh here in uh first corinthians and i want to uh pastor michael ashuk let me i'm gonna um i'm gonna read it i'm just gonna read from uh second corinthians 14 second second corinthians 14. <laughs> what the heck i'd really be in trouble first corinthians <laughs> chapter 2 verse 14 down to ver uh, three and three and then we're going to talk about this text if that's okay so let me just read it reading from every time i read from the nsab uh when i'm in when i'm in church i say i'm reading from paul's bible so <laughs> <laughs> and the church looks at me like I'm inspired like, like I'm crazy right uh starting in the second division of first Corinthians uh verse 14 but a natural man does not accept the things of the spirit of God for they are foolishness to him and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised but he who is spiritual appraises all things that he himself is appraised of no one for who has known the mind of the lord that he will instruct him but we have the mind of christ verse 3 and 1 uh chapter 3 and 1 and i brethren could not speak to you as to spiritual men but as men of the flesh as to infants in christ i gave you milk to drink not solid food for you were not able to receive it indeed even now you are not able for you are still fleshly for since there is jealousy and strife among you Are you not fleshly and are you not walking like mere men? Okay. So I took spiritual formation with Dr. Harry Haney and obviously Dr. Haney allows me to use some of uh use his class notes as long as I don't give them out. We want to give attrition, we want to make sure we give credit to where we're getting this stuff from. But I did take spiritual formation. Um tough class, um but but in these verses that i've just described and i definitely want to i want i'm going to pass the ball over to you guys it seems like in 2 and 14 he's speaking about the natural person and then obviously uh 15 215 and 16 the spiritual person or the pneumatikos right and then the the interesting part is chapter 3 1 through 3 it seems like he's speaking to uh carnal christian who somebody who seems like they are he he be calling them brethren and then men of the flesh and this kind of a uh dichotomy there so i'm interested to hear your guys take on what i believe are are uh pretty tough passages pastor michael i'm going to start with pastor michael and i want to go to ashuk but these are these are challenging scriptures no no pastor michael yes they are Yes, they are, especially because uh, it is easy for us to to kind of uh, get confused by them, because reading other passages in the scriptures seems to be more clear about things like this. And you know, I mean, this this comes down to the question of is there such a thing as carnal Christianity? 
you know, is, is there such a thing as, you know, uh, yeah, I'm a carnal Christian. I believe in Jesus, but my life is just not as spiritual as you would expect it to be kind of a thing. Um, but I think as we read uh, this section, for me, how I've understood it always is, you know, when you go to other passages in scripture, like Romans, um, you know, especially in Romans 8 and things like that, we find Paul make the flesh spirit argument. And he says, for the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. Uh, you know, so when Paul speaks about the flesh, he speaks about the human natural man as a man who lives in hostility towards God. In, in fact, he says such a man cannot please God. Indeed, he is not able to do so because the flesh cannot please God. Right. But the mind that is set on the spirit is, is life. And so the idea of spirit flesh throughout the Bible is very clear that unless you are spiritual beings in the sense that you are renewed in your spirit, you believe in Jesus and God has transformed you, you will never go to the kingdom of heaven. You, you, you have to be a spiritual person. So here, when we come to a scripture portion like this, if we read it, Paul begins by saying that in verse 14. He says the natural person does not accept the things of the spirit of God for they are folly to him. And if we consider such people uh, throughout scripture, they are the ones that we call unbelievers, people who are not regenerate, people who are not transformed. Yes. And, and he says here, he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. So everything about the spirit of God is spiritually discerned. Amen. And a person who cannot do that cannot be saved, is not saved. The regeneration has not happened. Life has not come to him. He's not born of the spirit. Um, and then Paul says, therefore, the spiritual person judges all things. Right Now, it is in that context that he comes to chapter 3, verse 1, where he says, but I, brothers, and you know, as we were discussing before, he seems to call now in this context people who are fleshy also brothers yeah you know great point great and and uh, the 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 way i have understood it to be is you know i was talking earlier also i was saying my uncle constantly says this uh, the, the, the when we come to meet believers right we don't begin by testing their fruit we recognize them to be believers by their profession of faith so if somebody comes up to you and says i'm a christian our response is not prove it Right. Our response is, brother, it's wonderful to meet you or sister, it's wonderful to meet you. And we would have no problem uh, to give them the benefit of the doubt and to refer to them as brothers or to refer to them as sisters. So here, when Paul addresses the Corinthian church, uh, a, a community of Bible believing men and women coming together for him to refer to them as brothers, makes sense to me. That's what you would do in a church context. Right, you right. would call, call them brothers. I don't think that Paul's trying to say, you are all definitely without a doubt saved. You know, uh, that, that's not the reference of brothers here. What, in fact, Paul's trying to say here is warn them of how dangerously close they are to unbelievers. 
because he says brothers i could not address you as spiritual people so he's just said that the natural person cannot it's a understand. huge a huge challenge a huge challenge yeah. so so he's he's basically telling that this is the danger only spiritual people can discern the things of the spirit and i am unable to speak to you as such spiritual people yeah great point but i am speaking to you as infants in christ and that's the people of the flesh infants in christ it's something that i tell youngsters who um you know youngsters who go to youth camps and get saved and they come with that energy because they just met the lord you know they have that kind of language and that kind of energy because they live lives you know not thinking about jesus and suddenly jesus is everything and what we usually do with them is we let we encourage them we pray for them we help them but we know that initial zeal mm. is going to kind of die out you know so i i had so since ashok is on the call i'm sure he can talk about that because i've had discussions like that with ashok when he first came to the faith as well right because the excitement we know that initially grows comes out of a lot of emotion a lot of yeah, feelings it sure does of, it sure does yeah, and and it's a world view shifting thing mm. but eventually you see it drop and the reason is because we are sinners we 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 live in a in a world of sin and we are all in a sense people who have the flesh that wages war against the spirit constantly so sin or the temptation to sin in us doesn't get eradicated when we get transformed so how i understand this text is when a person comes to saving faith in jesus he is spiritually reborn he is born again in christ jesus and he is an infant in christ yeah in his infancy his flesh is so so potent like the flesh of the unbeliever and he is so so much like the world in many ways but as he grows in christ as he matures in christ we begin to see him put to death the deeds of the flesh and renew be become more and more renewed in the newness of life so you see him becoming more spiritual and less flesh like people and paul's warning to the corinthian churches you guys know so much is what he says basically in the beginning of the letter you know so much i thank the lord for all the knowledge that you guys have but for all the knowledge you have and you have to remember apollos was here and apollos was the one guy who was intellectually he was a pretty like, he was a pretty wise dude apollos right yeah yeah he was a genius so yeah he so was they, they come from that heritage right and yeah, so yeah and very good very good so here's a group of people who know so much and paul saying yet i cannot speak to you as spiritual people you you know michael uh, ashuk maybe and uh, we we hear ashuk on this but i i think I think Michael makes a great exegetical point because it's something that um you have to know the audience. Remember we were talking about uh, pre-show, right? I mean, you know, obviously there was a lot of stuff going on in Carnet and and um I always I I was uh last night uh, a couple of days ago somebody was asking me about, you know, the the proverbial question Ashuk, you know, do you believe in in the gifts and I'm saying, "Listen, just think about 1 Corinthians. If there wasn't a correction on the gifts, 
there wouldn't be gifts. I mean, if, right? I mean, he would Paul would just say, "Hey, what what the heck are you doing there? This stuff is, you know, that mm-hmm. stuff was back then." But Ashuk, what what I what what? So my my question to Ashuk is, how important it is to understand the background, like Michael is saying, of of not just reading these texts here, but to understand the whole letter, right? Uh, is that how important is that, Ashuk? Yeah, uh, very much so. To understand what is the context to which he is writing and what are they going through, uh, because it is uh, uh, possible that uh, no, the same applies at multiple levels, right? It is also important to understand the whole context of the scripture in the same way, uh, because it is possible that if I read only James, I can come out perhaps with the conclusion uh, that uh, maybe salvation is through works. Well, he's got our next question, Pastor Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, not that James says that, but the fl- uh, but the author is writing with a specific intent. There is a reason why he is writing. He is addressing some uh, questions. And when you look at the case of Corinth, uh, here is a church where uh, people are going back to the temple and sleeping with the prostitutes there, wow. and all sorts of messed up families. Now, th- this is this is problematic, right? This is not a not your everyday church so uh, so he's addressing a lot of uh, problems there and uh, yeah yeah i would say the context is very key even when we're looking at these uh, texts uh, what are the uh, kind of reasons that he's dealing with in this in this particular text yeah so pastor michael if you know not to put you on the hook um but i'm going to put you on the hook anyway um so you would say basically so let me just ask it. Do you think Paul is actually speaking in this text to believers or um, people? Let me just ask it like that first. I think he's probably speaking to a mix of them. Okay. A, a, a mix of people probably within the church. And I think Paul has a certain degree of, uh, I mean, I mean, he's, he's probably got that uh, feeling that some of them probably are not true believers. Mm. And so the, you know, whatever said and done, this text in no way is justifying carnal Christianity. Oh, no, without a doubt. Yeah. So Paul's basically telling them, you can't be here because if you're truly saved, it it ought to show you ought to be spiritual people. And but, you know, the things they were concerned with was one was saying, I am of Apollos and the other was saying, I am. Of yeah, Paul. exactly. Exactly. Right. And they looked just like the world and they were worried just about the things that the world is worried about. And today we all, you know, so much of Christianity, even here in India, runs that way. You go to you go into a lot of churches. They look like corporate offices. You know, they it's 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 not the church is not meant to uh, look like the world. The church is meant to look like the body of Christ, the bride of Christ. It's a very spiritual place of spiritual people. And that is what Paul's trying to push for. So we we have to have that kind of, a, a, you know, not jumping onto the other side and then saying, okay, you've got no fruit. You, you are no Christian. We don't do that. No, because no, there no. is such a thing as infancy in Christ. So we have to be able to work with people to teach them the importance of becoming more spiritual as the spirit leads them as they learn from the word. And that and that and Ashuk, that would be the hermeneutic, I think, there. When I was looking at this text, if if somebody hears this text and says, 
hey, this might be me, and this is not a this is not a place I need to be. So maybe yeah. I need to go talk to the elders of the church. Maybe I need yeah. to go speak. So I think the hermeneutic, and and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I think a hermeneutic here is if if this is where you think you may be then maybe you need to go to the elders and speak to them and say, hey, I'm struggling in this area. How can I, um, Ashuk, like, how can I move forward? Because I don't, this is, this is too dangerous because I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't know if I'm uh, uh, verse 14 or verse uh, 3 and 3, you know, I don't know if I'm 214 or 3, 3, you know. So, I think the hermeneutic here, I think what you guys are saying is this could be a push for maybe the the person who's maybe living this life, Christian or not, we we that's that's not, you know, we we judge that as elders, but but still maybe the hermeneutic is hey, come to talk, come and talk to us. We want to help you. Ashuk yeah, yeah. And I think there's a parallel in 1 John as well, where uh, John brings a very clear distinction between uh, when he says this, he says that if you do, if you say you do not sin, you call God a liar, which means that people have sin in their life. But then the distinction that he makes is, but you cannot be a worker of sinfulness or a, uh, you can't be constantly in sin. And if you do that, then uh, uh, then you do not share in the same triune fellowship. Uh, uh, the Trinitarian fellowship that extends to believers, right? That we are in fellowship with God, you are out of that fellowship and that you are in darkness. That is a warning that uh, even John gives. Now, um, I think this this is how it would work. The same law, the same warning would work differently uh, for a believer as well as an unbeliever. For an unbeliever without spirit, when he hears that, that's just condemnation, right? That is what he is. But exactly. for a believer the the reaction to that would be oh my goodness i am in a very dangerous position and it mm. leads to repentance uh, similar to psalm 51 where um you see uh, uh samuel comes and calls out david's sin and it is a big sin but in in the life of um, david it did not lead to condemnation he was not comfortable with oh okay i could be a carnal christian let me continue in that position but the very uh, testament to the fact that the Holy Spirit was working in his heart was that it led to repentance and um, uh, he sees his sin and he sees the greatness of God and he repents in front of God. So, yeah, I think uh, by uh, when we uh, even when we use the words carnal Christianity and all, it's very dangerous because in, in no way is this text suggesting that um, that it is a it is a valid position that you should be comfortable with. But rather, if you are in such a position, if you do not repent, you might be in big trouble. So immediately go and repent. So it's that kind of a push. Maybe a Romans 12 kind of a push. I beseech you. I urge you, brethren, by mercies of God, to present your bodies holy. He's preaching, sacrifice. Pastor Michael. Yeah, yeah. He's preaching. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brothers. We got about, no, you, you, you're going next. I just want to, well, on time. You know, I mean, I had five, five questions probably going to take us 20 hours. So, but no, I just want to give you time and, and then you want to go, Michael. So we're at 17, 18, 19. 20, 21, 22. Listen, you got about, you're going to close the show. I'll close it. I mean, with the out, with the outro, but you got about four minutes before we, uh, before we get to the next, uh, yeah. you guys will come back for one more time. Is that okay? Yes. Yes, absolutely. All right. So go ahead, close it out and then I'll, I'll do the outro. You got about four yeah, minutes, so, five, maybe yeah, four so, half minutes. Right. So, um, I think it's important to define what it means to be a spiritual person. Because if you, if for, for a lot of people, being a spiritual person means to, to be a kind of person who does 
you know, these super spiritual things as we would identify it. To be a spiritual person is to be conformed to the word of God, conformed to Christ. That is what it means to be a spiritual person. Think about Matthew 7, 21. Jesus says, many will come to me on that day saying, say, Lord, did we not, you know, saying, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not cast out demons in your name? Did we not do mighty miracles in your name? Now, quote unquote, those are very spiritual things, right? They are casting out demons. They are prophesying. These are gifts of the Holy Spirit that seem to be at display. Yeah, it's a challenging text. Yeah. And, and, and Paul says that, I mean, and Jesus says that, and I will declare to them, I never knew you. And, and the point is, for, for a lot of people, you can look at people who do many things like this, you know, who cast out demons, who pray mighty prayers, who, uh, who are able to preach mighty sermons. And we might look at all of that and go very spiritual person. But yet Jesus says that there are those like that to whom he will say, I never knew you. Because true spirituality is about being conformed to the image of Christ. So to go back to this text, here's what Paul says in chapter 3, verse 3. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way? So the idea is, as spiritual people, we put on spiritual things. We conform to the likeness of who Jesus is. And the more we conform to him, the more we don't look like jealous, uh, jealous people who have strife and who want to covet and all of those things who are proud. We look like people who follow the servant master in our service. We give our lives for the service of God's kingdom. So we decrease and he increases. So to be spiritual is not necessarily what a lot of people would tag as being spiritual. To be spiritual is to be conformed to the word of God, to the image of Christ, which Paul says is not possible without the grace of God. Yeah, you know, and I'm going to I'm going to close this. We're, we're going to come back and, and you know, uh, look at some other questions. Um, I, listen, I for me. In the world that we live in today as pastors uh, and Ashuk and soon, Lord willing, uh, by God's grace to be an elder. Um, this is this is serious stuff. I mean, I, you know, we don't want to soft stroke this stuff because you know we're living in a world today that 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 likes to tickle ears, um, and I think texts like this are challenging. I'm glad we had this discussion. It's an honor to speak to you, with you guys. I'm going to close this out now, but I'm I'm going to keep you guys with me, and then we'll. Uh, do another show and we'll get uh, we'll we'll deal with a couple of more questions. But anyway, uh, this is Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Romaldi uh, coming to you here in Casa Grande via India on uh, Zoom with Ashuk and obviously Pastor Michael. So till the next time, this is again Street Talk Theology in Jesus name. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org.